What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode four of Brunch with Desby. Happy, actually, Friday this time around. I'm get, coming to you guys with a Friday podcast, just a special podcast for you guys. About a month ago, I recorded this episode off the Flow State of Mind podcast with my friends Aaron and Jordan. And honestly, it was really good at not only understanding a little bit more of who I am and what I do and where Brunch with Desby came, you know, where I have come from, but also just a little bit of business, entrepreneur stuff, and just a little bit different discussion than you'll get on a normal Sunday podcast here. If you're new here, what is up? And if you're not new here, welcome the fuck back to your favorite Sunday podcast. Here we get motivated. Here we stay motivated. Here we set intentions. And here we have a whole lot of fun. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode again. This is from the Flow State of Mind podcast. This was my little little hello on their podcast, little featurette of Des B. But hopefully something that can not only entertain you guys for another quarantine filled weekend, but also again, get a little bit more of me. So without further ado, let's jump in and let me know what you guys think. What is up everyone? Welcome back to the Flow State of Mind podcast. Today we got Des B in the house. You be having me. (laughs) (laughs) So we are pumped to have you. Thanks for coming over. So Des recently moved to Columbus, so it worked out, whereas we can actually have the in-person environment, which always produces such a better conversation. So we're excited to share this with you guys. So many things to talk about today. We're going to dive into a little bit of Des's story. We're going to share a little bit within some struggles that she's had recently and open up. And she's going to probably tell you guys some things you've never heard from her before. So we're really honored that you're here. Thank you so much. And yeah. I'm excited. No pressure. Am I allowed to cuss? Like, oh, what if that comes out? Fuck yeah, there's plenty of oh, that. Hell on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was yeah. like, I probably should have asked that before, but here we are. Yeah. So uh, you want to just start in here? Sure, yeah. So many of our audience may already know you, but I'd like to go back because anytime I ask someone to share parts of their story, they're like, well, this is how it really happened. And right. I, I liked it to come out that way. So yeah. let's start. I mean, take us back. And, and I hate when people are like, tell me how you got into fitness. <laughs> but that's where it starts, right? Yeah. So let's start there through like through where you are now, social media growth, business growth, kind of where did this start for you? Yeah. So <laughs> answering this only because I feel like I talk way too long, but I have to remember a lot of you guys out there might've never even heard of me or known my story. So sure. to take you all the way back, let's really go back to like 2010. And I'm only going there because in 2010, um, I w- underwent a terrible ACL injury. Mm. Um, through that, I blew out my whole right knee and it was really the defining point of like, not only a, what the fuck am I going to do in college? It was a huge recruiting year for me for volleyball. Um, and I tore it playing basketball. So that was completely unfair. But as (laughs) I came back and rehabbed, I really realized shit. I really love physical therapy. I want to be a physical therapist, hundred percent. Um, so coming into like the last two years of high school, I did a lot of like college programs, professionals, career, career academy, shadowed a lot of doctors. Then I went on and did EMT school, became an EMT thinking that I would go to college being an EMT during college, making extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up going to college for volleyball. So a job was not in the cards as I was in college going for my DPT. It kind of became an opportunity for me to flow from volleyball after then, you know, 
being kicked off the team on volleyball, which I'm not going to go there, but I do have a full YouTube video on getting kicked off a nice. division one volleyball team. We'll, we'll so. link that in the show notes yeah. if anybody wants to dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So big, big T there, but, um, that completely rattled my world after that and going through strength and conditioning in volleyball, I was always the one to ask if I could go in 10 minutes earlier, stay 10 minutes later, do some extra sprints, lift some extra weight. So I realized I really did love what I was learning in school, which was exercise physiology. Come to my junior year, I was just about to start applying for grad schools, and I realized, okay, I don't want to help people rehab. I'd rather help them prehab. Mm -hmm. I want to help people in my same boat as an athlete find a way to make their bodies better before they're worse. So from that, I said, you know what, screw my master's, you know, screw my doctorate program. Um, I kind of want to get into personal training. Found an internship here in Columbus and well in Dublin, Ohio. So I worked at Wendy's headquarters, like, yes, the hamburgers. A lot of people are like, Wendy's really? (laughs) Yes. It's a dope headquarters. It is. It's beautiful. (laughs) And they have a thing, um, in a lot of big companies called corporate wellness. So what I was there for is to help, um, virtually work out the, you know, COOs, CEOs, account executives, all these people who are working in Wendy's, to keep them healthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that alone, we we're actually just talking about this, how important it is to at some point in your life to work within a corporate structure. Oh yeah. To just show you how the fuck shit works, oh, right? Dude, like totally different level of hierarchy there right. mm-hmm. and professionalism and responsibility versus walking into an LA fitness for an internship right. to college. Absolutely. Hard pass. Yep. Um, so after that, I went on for my ACSM CPT, got certified and during this internship. So this is 2017. Wait, 2016, 2017, I was in this unpaid internship and that's when I was really like, holy shit, how am I going to make money? So 2016, November and September, November, those are my first two bikini shows. One overall did great, knew I wanted, you know, kind of had the fire to keep going. Fast forward to that next semester. That was my final semester finishing up the internship, needed to find a way to make money, had about 5,000 followers. And I I was, don't get me wrong, I was growing, nothing super fast, but Mm -hmm. people were definitely interested in me working at Wendy's, sharing workouts, whatever. So I started saying, hey, like if you want a personalized workout program, email me, PayPal me 40 bucks, and I'll make you a program, a six week program. You know, if you want to come back after another six weeks, another 40 bucks, here you go, whatever. So I'm popping these out like left and right. And come the end of that summer, so I'm, I'm graduated, just graduated college. I'm working at Wendy's. My coworker gets pregnant. And so they asked me to take over, you know, full time while she's on maternity leave. I say yes. But at this time I'm grinding. I'm literally double dipping, Mm -hmm. heading to Wendy's, Mm -hmm. you know, nine to five. I'm going home. I'm working from my laptop six to midnight, waking up, doing all over again, Um, doing social media on my lunch break. Whenever I get the chance, Mm -hmm. I'm just grinding DMs, comments, anything I can possibly do. At this point, Instagram was a little bit different too. Well, totally. I, I just want to also highlight the fact that you are doing this at a point when you're not at a place where most people would feel ready, right? In right. terms of like, hey, I've kind of made it in bikini. My body's where I wanted to. Like, yeah. I'm an expert. No, you're just sharing like the shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Sharing I mean, what you know, yeah. And that's what people want to see. They want to see the journey. That's yep. how people eventually, they, that's how they fall in love with you. I totally agree. And I think it was definitely a point in my life where because I was going through school and finishing up, I wanted to showcase, hey guys, I just spent thousands of dollars to go to fucking college. I want to share what I learned, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so at the end of that summer, um, I hosted my first ever DBFT eight week challenge, like first ever, I think it was like 30 bucks to be a part of. Um, and at that point, you know, made a couple grand and I'm like, 
Oh, oh. that was fun. Oh, <laughs> shit. You know, <laughs> okay. That feels kind of good. Um, so once my coworker came back from attorney leave, I, so this is now six months post-college. I said, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm go I'm going for it and haven't worked a job since working for myself. So since that year, you know, I'll progress you faster now. That's kind of the setup. I ended up, you know, still competing, going pro in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, spent all last year in living in Florida, going through dieting phase because I, I got engaged and mm -hmm. recently got married in September, packed up our bags in November, um, had two grandparents passed away, headed back here to Columbus, found a home in January, lost another grandparent, just moved into our new home. Um, I run a multi six figure business and I have now like, I think nine employees, nine, 10. That's working the magic Very behind, cool. behind cool. it. So went from a little 40 bucks to get me <laughs> through my last semester of college to now, you know, paying off my college and, and more, you know, yeah. so it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm not one to brag or flex about money, but when you've self self built, I mean, I feel like people listening can understand that. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's beautiful to be able to employ other people yes. and pay other people and knowing that, you know, I wish someone could have done that for me, but Hey, I did it for myself. Well, two things, you tell your story incredibly well. Okay, so I want to yeah. definitely uh, <laughs> yeah. acknowledge you for that. And also it, it's a lot of times the way we like to say this is it's not to impress you, but it's to impress upon you that mm -hmm. it wasn't really easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it comes as part of your story to be like, Hey, I'm fucking crushing it right now. And you should own that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What I guess all, all along that way. So I was going to take us to present day and say, you know, you do such a good job of documenting now, but obviously you have all along. What started that for you? What made you say, I'm going to share this with the world. Was it just an act to be creative? Mm -hmm. Was it like looking for a friend? Yeah. <laughs> was it hoping that you'd build this business? Yeah. I think at first, when I first started sharing, this is, I started documenting my first bikini prep period. Mm -hmm. Um, that was because I was in volleyball, got kicked off the team. Like I said, started into CrossFit, wanted to be the next like CrossFit athlete. I mean, I competed in a few CrossFit competitions, everything. It, it was, it was awesome. It was my bread and butter. It was competitive but my body could not handle the amount mm -hmm. of actual work I would have to do in the load on my body. Mm -hmm. So from there, um, someone literally came up to me in a gym at, over in Kalamazoo and they just approached me and said, do you compete? And I'm like, comp <clears throat> comp like <laughs> compete in what? Yeah. They're like, well, you're, they literally told me your shoulders are so bright, uh, yeah. broad and you have such like a V taper naturally. You don't compete in bodybuilding. So I went home that night, searched bodybuilding, found out, found bodybuilding.com, mm -hmm. um, learned what bikini was, quote unquote, said, you know what, fuck it, I'm, I'm gonna go for it, found a coach, started going. So as I did that, I was in college, didn't really have a lot of friends now because I lost my teammates and they were all in, you know, spring and spring and summer training, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I, I didn't have that, that field of friends and Wyatt, who's now my husband, he was in college football. So he's off training all day, and I'm just by myself, I'm working at a small gym and I wanna gain some clientele while I'm there. So that's kind of where I started sharing. And by no means was it ever like as uh, in depth as it is now. Mm -hmm. Like if you watch my shit, you're like, you're learning something new every time I post. Back in the day, I would always try to add that value in some way, shape or form, whether it was the caption or what I, what I tried to produce in a video. Um, but it just came from me wanting to help people the way I wish I would have been helped. Um, and I think that's one of my like main mottos of how I, why I share what I share is my main model of life being like, be who you wish you had or be mm. who you, who you need. Mm. And I know that I, like, I wish I had a friend like me. If I could, 
dupe myself, I would never talk to anyone else again. <laughs> not really. I love that. I'm not really. So awesome. <laughs> no, but it's it's the kind of person I want to be for others, and I think yeah. it shows up purely just naturally in my content because yeah. of that. You know, I wish I had someone to wake me up every day and go, "Hey, you you're gonna have a great day today." Believe in that. Yeah. Even yeah. just you know totally. the speaking of words over you. So to try to be that person is kind of how it molded that's yeah dope. what what is your first line in your instagram bio say i just looked at it today and i was like oh that's unique yeah it says um keep showing up someone needs you today yeah mm -hmm. so awesome. it just kind of you know and that's something i i say a lot is i just say show up show yeah. up mm -hmm. um, even if it's just for you it yeah. might not be to the public one day just show up for yourself on whatever that looks like so i was like you know what that it's i just say it so much i feel like if you come across my profile you're going to know exactly what so i'm about yeah. um, by putting it on there so to build off that something that i've i've been curious especially as we've had this conversation to like really hear your whole story from a linear progression mm -hmm. like it's really cool where early on in your life or i guess when you started to kind of gain exposure did you always have this confidence and i know you probably get that question a lot or was this something that you had to maybe force at different points and we talked about how at different times throughout your social media uh growth you almost had to kind of put on this professional hat mm -hmm. right almost like an alter ego mm -hmm. like where did that initially come from right where did you build this confidence was it always there or no I, I would say I've always been a decently confident person. Um, you won't, you wouldn't ever see me hiding in a corner at an event, right? Okay. Like I, yeah. I like the attention, um, in a non-seeking way. I just like to have a great time. However, I can make you comfortable and make you talk. Like I'll, I'll kind of morph into that person. Mm. I need to be for you to be comfortable. So I think that, yes, my confidence has always been there. Has it always been on the surface? No. Um, and I think a few different factors come into that. Number one, social media in general, sometimes you just get shoved in the dirt out of nowhere. And it, uh -huh. all it takes is one bad message to just like fuck your whole month. Yeah. Literally, you know what I mean? If you, if you let it. Yeah. And I think back even just a year ago, I, I would let it do that to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I also went through like phases where I was just really lost in how I wanted to help people. Um, you know, I did fitness, I did all this, and then I kind of wanted to help them, you know, help small businesses, help entrepreneurs. So I ran a small, you know, eight week passion paycheck course. It was great, well put together. I was so proud of it. But then I realized again, like that's okay. That So that's not the way I'm supposed to help people. So how am mm -hmm. I, or how do I need to morph my business? So within going through those phases, losing and gaining confidence is, is very up and down roller coaster for me. Um, and it wasn't until I think probably the past year where that really started to pick up momentum for me. And then really the past six months, realizing that, hey, like I built this professional bubble around me. People know I'm here for strict business. They know I'm not here to play games or mess around. So now I can kind of start to slowly break out of that shell to truly show my authentic self. Not that I wasn't, wasn't authentic before, but there's a certain... A uh, face you kind of need to put up or a certain persona you carry um, yeah. to to carry your brand totally yeah a lot of that has to do with you you've kind of been in this like social media spotlight for a while and my sister you're my you're my sister's age i think yeah. you're 24 24 um and we've had this conversation and, and i want to do a whole podcast around it because she and i have different kind of stances and experiences with social media, mm -hmm. just kind of having grown up through it, having it through high school and college and, and kind of having this eye on you. And, right. and you learn yourself a lot throughout that period where you're like, I'm learning myself and trying to also put myself out there. And then when you come into yourself, it's like, now do I share myself mm -hmm. with the world mm -hmm. <laughs> where I, I didn't even get Instagram until I was 25. Yeah. So it was like, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I, I haven't had to show anyone. I'm so glad no one got to see any of that shit. Right, prior. Right, right. <laughs> so like, I didn't have to show, I didn't have to prove anything mm -hmm. to a ton of eyeballs do you think that's that was like kind of part of it where you're like you know i'm i'm married i'm settled i'm i'm like so who i am mm -hmm. now that you're like now i'm just gonna share it 
Yeah, that is funny because I do think I really did. And you think of like big YouTubers and stuff too. A lot of people grow up mm-hmm. in on, the spotlight. Yeah. And nowadays it's very common. You know, it's like you got these kids on TikTok now with freaking <laughs> millions of followers and they're, they're 12 years old. You know, who knows where that's going to take them. But anyway, that's kind of a caveat. But I do think that it it's just, it puts you in a very awkward spot because you're going through all these life changes. You're maybe even just figuring out your body mm. and, and what, one, right? what you want with your body, yeah. right? Like when I got my boobs done, it was like hell froze over for some people. Mm. And their thought process of me was so like, oh, you're this, you're that. You know what I mean? So it's uh-huh. like, you're going through these changes that you want. You're growing period as an adult, I'm different yesterday than I am today. And I'm different today than I am tomorrow. Like, and I think a lot of naive people out there don't put that in retrospect, realizing that, oh yeah, this is just another woman sharing her, her literal life. Like I should probably step back. (laughs) Yeah. And you probably had to learn through trial and error and just exposure and experience. Mm -hmm. The fact that a lot of times those projections come from a place in which that person, well, and also it's, we, we had a conversation with our friend Hannah this weekend where she talks about how a lot of times people will create a mirror of themselves to have an argument with themselves over something that they're battling with. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's say somebody had a problem with your breast implants. I bet they're deep down struggling, kind of wanting them. So they'll argue with you as a mirror. Like, Oh, why would you do that? Yeah. Like I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course I got them to like, right when the first, like breast implant illness right. thing came right. out um and it was just like hey like guys if someone's struggling i'm so sad for them but also like that's why you do your own research yeah and I, i'm not anyone's doctor their doctors aren't my doctors you know whatever but again just a side note but it's just those are the things that i think yeah growing into my early 20s growing up in front of everyone um and now being married homeowner just grinding literally like adult adulting for real Mm -hmm. um it just came to the point where i'm like if you i'm i'm doing well and if you guys aren't here to like wish that upon me as well then like please like exit left because i'm doing like i'm doing fine and i love what i do i love this and and even through that in your battle with it and knowing like oh i don't want to share this do i really Mm -hmm. have to deal with it from my perspective at least you still have always shared it you've still always been so you and i really think that's how you have built the brand that you've built and you've had had the success that you've had because you've just been able to create raving fans yeah was any of that intentional were you like i'm gonna be me to find my people or like as you lean into it and we're vulnerable and you found your people were you like oh that feels good i'm gonna do more of that (laughs) i think since i did start this when i lived in columbus and had no friends i was Mm -hmm. just here working an unpaid internship and i worked so much i couldn't connect with people Mm -hmm. so i think at first instagram was really me finding a community because yeah i didn't freaking have one here and i worked too much to make one um so i think at first yeah it started that way because i knew i wanted to form again what do i wish i had Mm -hmm. um how can i create that and i think that's where it stemmed yes but as i've continued to like grow and harvest this this culture in my brand bringing on new coaches having having a real team i've really stepped back to realize that it's not about me having raving fans mm-hmm. it's about my brand having a raving family you mm-hmm. know what i totally. mean it's 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 not so much me in the spotlight anymore it's not like oh it's just des 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 like granted yes am i the omnipresence absolutely because i harvested the brand but like now people see emily and they immediately love her they see coach cat mm-hmm. and they love her like em- uh, kelsey they love her um and it's it's all because 
of the brand DBFT, not just DesB anymore. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's uh, segue there. Yeah. I'm curious throughout your <clears throat> your business journey. We have a lot of young entrepreneurs that, that listen to us, people wanting to get into the coaching space, mm-hmm. especially a lot of coaches who are in that position of being sort of the sole proprietor, the yeah. one who's doing every single thing in their business. Yeah. When in your career did you kind of have that aha moment and understand the power of team building, the power of being the actual CEO role, mm-hmm. almost the owner instead of the operator that yeah. you are now? Um, it was just November of 2018. That was when I hired Emily. Um, I called her up one night, DM'd her, said, Hey, can we have a call? You know, I just want to chat. She literally thought I was calling her for like a Michigan meetup. She thought I was going (laughs) to ask her to come like meet up. Um, and I just told her, I'm like, Hey, I know you just finished college a little bit ago. You're a registered dietitian, nutritionist. You have a great education from central, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking to add my first ever coach are you interested? She immediately was like floored. Um, it just, you know, stars aligned, just totally God's plan there. But she was like, yes, we started going at it and we just figured it out as we went. Right. So from that moment, I was like, okay, this just made my life so much easier. The first challenge we did together in co-ran, it was a little messy just because it was new. It was fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, then we ran like our two biggest challenges ever, um, after that. And it was just now like, she's flooded with clients, people, she's gained that rapport. Um, I, I could throw out her anywhere and people will be like, Oh, well, obviously she's good. You know, like I've gained that trust with, with my peeps for them to trust me. Um, so that, that kind of then branched me out to going, okay, well, one's great. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, it always takes what, just that one. Yeah. What <laughs> else can I start to expand on? So I then, um, hired a copywriter. I started doing sales funnels. Um, I started doing this, started doing that. I started outsourcing my assistant position. I started outsourcing. Hired a copywriter was one of your first uh, hires. That was my first hires. That's interesting. And I I think that, um, that's something that we just, we talk about so much, Mm -hmm. the power of the written word and actual copywriting. So how smart is that though, that you were able to realize that? Because we tell a lot of, uh, people that we work with in a business coaching sense, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, you're either going to spend a lot of time learning copywriting or you're going to outsource it. Which yeah. one do you want? Yeah. You know? And it's, I feel like as creators, we're all good with our words. Totally. Don't get me wrong. We could all do copywriting. Right. But at what point is your sanity of getting certain funnels done and knowing how to reword it and how to totally. purpose it worth your actual time? It's yeah. not. Um, so he, he's for sure been the best investment I've ever made because awesome. he, he's still with me today. We've been, so it's probably like about a year we've been together. Um, he's, he's doing all my email list. Like I still give him the content virtually, but he, he gets to repurpose it. So I'm not spending time writing the same caption twice, you know, in an email and in this, or, you know, say repeating my whole YouTube video, whatever that looks like. Yeah. So it sounds like with this, you've really discovered your own area of genius Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm going to play here. Yeah. What is that? Like, we were talking about a little bit in the kitchen we're like, Des just creates man she just pumps it out between youtube (laughs) instagram everything is that just your true like where you shine or are there other areas that you love to have your hands into um yeah i just love to create and i love to talk Mm -hmm. i think um certain things i'll probably never outsource like my workout videos and my voiceovers Mm -hmm. i like having control over that Mm -hmm. it gives me like an hour and a half out of my day to just sit down play on my phone record add some cues add some tips and i like to know they're done to my standard yeah um Outside of that, like I just I love to talk so and I love to do everything else. Like I don't mind editing YouTube. I now have a videographer, so he's been doing most of my content. But if I still sit down and like record a one-on-one video, I'll edit that edit that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I just I love to create. I love to be innovative and think of better ways to level up myself. You know, every so often, 
um, and always wondering like how I can get better. So I think outsourcing now that, that other extreme work, I just brought on another, my first salary employee Mm -hmm. and he'll be doing more of like that COO Mm. like executive work, if you want to call it. Um, so that'll even take more off my plate so that I can focus even more on the people that I'm serving. Um, one-on-one clients, challenge girls, you know, the, the subscription that's going to be coming out this year and everything else that's going to be happening. Just as an aside, can I just say, I'm so happy you're in Columbus and we get to have these conversations. I know (laughs) it gets you fired up when you can really talk like business and ideas and passion with other people that like understand what you're in. Yeah. I'm stoked for that too. We had a, a, we had a party the other night and we ended up staying up all night. It was like 6am in the morning. And uh, my friend James Manley is building a video sales letter. And he started asking questions like, dude, you're building a VSL. Like I just built a VSL (laughs) and we're just like, (laughs) we're going through our funnels. Like, Oh dude, that's dope. Like everybody else is looking at us like, what in the fuck is wrong? (laughs) So that is cool. Um, so how do you find yourself as that CEO role, right? Do you enjoy being in that position? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you've had to almost learn and develop as far as a leader? Or has that always been like maybe a little bit more of a natural tendency for you? Yeah, I think being a leader is pretty natural for me. I don't like to follow the same flow of other people. So to stand out and make my own um, benchmarks is pretty natural for me. Um, However, I feel like every time back in the day, besides maybe high school, but like in college, when it really like developed my character in sports, I never got the opportunity to be a leader because I, I wasn't the best mm. on the team. Totally. And that, that was a very strange experience for me because I'm usually the best at everything I do. Um, so that was not only humbling to begin with, but it kind of showed me, okay, so what do I need to do in my life to get to the role where I really want to be at? Mm -hmm. Um, So through college volleyball, I was the cheerleader. And I think that's where I developed a lot of my, of my excitement for life and for other people, because watching my friends and my teammates excel on the court when even I couldn't be out there, it taught me to be so excited for people that can do things better than me. Mm. Because at at the end of the day, that's what we all do. You know, like I used to even just to, to say like people say someone that works at Walmart versus someone that works at, you know, CEO of Apple, you know, we need all those people in the world. We, we need the people of CEOs of Apple's, but we also need the people that love to grind at our friendly Walmart. You know, mm-hmm. like we all play a role. Yeah. Um, so to cheer for those people, that's what college taught me to where I think once I became this CEO unintentionally, all of these life moments kind of wrapped into like, who am I as a CEO and who am I as a person, um, which then developed me not only into a leader, but also the biggest cheerleaders of the people like um, underneath me, behind me, whatever. It's huge. Are you a big fan of personality test? Yes. Uh, so I can just tell you've done a lot of reflection of like, who am, who am I? Mm-hmm. How, how has this made me this way? How has that made me that way? And that's where it all starts. I, I wrote a caption today, which I w- like, here's how I wanted to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really, you can't serve until you like know yourself and know how to like bring things out in people and how to have the conversations, ask the right questions. Right. And until you kind of, and not that you have to have it all figured out by any means. I think some people are afraid to step into coaching or afraid to step into CEO role or whatever. Cause they're like, Oh, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You really don't have to know everything, which it's just, I hope those listening are listening to the way does, does this reflection. Mm -hmm. Here's where this came from. Here's how I do this. Um, and that's how you learn your zone of genius. If you feel like, you know, I don't know what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know how I'd realize that that's how she's come to this to then be so confident and like, well, someone else is going to do this and someone else is Mm going to do that because I know me and that's where it starts. Well, it it wasn't, you know, people see my, my Instagram now, or they see this now scroll all the way back, bitch. My stuff looked 
so trashy or, yeah. you know, my form even, you know, as a fitness <clears throat> professional, my form sucked. You know, you mm -hmm. learn, you always learn and it's all about taking messy action. And, um, back when I was super into like what, like Amanda Bucci and all those people, that were just starting those masterminds for like the first time ever. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of them used was that verbiage, messy action. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not that you're cheating people out. It's just, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And um, so if you, if you wait until you're quote unquote perfect, your whole opportunity might've just passed you by because you were too worried about being the perfectionist instead of just being a person to be there for someone else. Yeah, yeah. there's a story that we always share about uh, Carnival Cruise Lines when they had their very first, uh, they, they like leased this giant cruise ship, right? They sold all the tickets for their first cruise liner before anything was ready. So they got enough money to paint one side of their ship, the side that the port would see. Yeah. The other side was bare rust, couldn't see anything. And they, they went, made their money back and they, they basically uh, fronted all the money through that process and only fixed half the ship. Right. It was not ready. Right. And if it wouldn't fire have been festival. for that, fire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe watch that to that extent, but yeah. that's so cool. So through that uh, learning process in college where you, you almost had to learn to suck. Yeah. Whereas oh, before yeah. in your life, you'd never had that experience, right? Never, never, ever. And yeah. I mean, and I was always on top. I was always, and I don't mean to like brag about myself, but like in high school, shit's different. Yeah. You're, you're the <laughs> shit. You're from a small school, maybe not small school, but medium school, you go to college and it, it's especially division one, it's doggy dog. Mm. Um, and you have to play for your spot. And I mean, I didn't even get a scholarship. I was a walk on, like mm -hmm. I, I begged for a spot on that team. I worked my ass off. And after my first freshman year at a community college, the coach said, we're, we'll offer you a welcome, like a, a welcoming scholarship maybe after, but for now we're, we don't have money for you, but sure. If you want to be a part of the team. And I was like, you know what? I, I fucking do want to be a part of this team. Yeah. Um, so how can I prove it? And I did play like, it's not like I didn't play at all. So I'm, I am proud of myself. I persevered and I did get better to see the court. Um, but then, you know, got a fucking concussion and got just nailed in the face about 10 foot line. And then that took me out for like the rest of the season. Wow. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense though. A lot of, cause the question I was going to ask, you know, how were you able to put yourself out there, do forum videos suck and just show up and suck. So mm -hmm. many people are afraid of sucking and they're afraid of judgment and you're afraid and they're afraid of failure. Mm -hmm. I kind of understand it now. Yeah. You, you did. That. I already did. You're yeah. Like, like yeah. I, I was that. seasoned. I got used to it Yeah, back in high school or, you know, whatever. I would never put out something that I wasn't good at. Right. Kind of same, same thing goes with when I was kind of learning how to shuffle. Bro, yeah. I've never danced a day in my life. I am not a dancer. I'm a, <laughs> I like mess around. I have natural rhythm, but I've never done that. So when people started responding to my stories of me learning to shuffle and they're like, oh my gosh, like I would never do that. It's like, wait, what do you mean? Like yeah. why? But now I understand like how uncomfortable it is for people to suck and imagine sharing it with, you know, 200,000 plus people. Totally. Um, like, that's, that's even scarier. So, so what that comes down to is I always like sharing this because it's similar. It's there's analogies to be uh, said within training adaptation. So mm -hmm. Uh, learning that it's okay to suck is a nervous system adaptation to right. a degree. So when you are fearful, let's say you were fear fearful of showing up online and shuffling, knowing you're just getting started, your fears within you are coming from your nervous system saying, Hey, you might die yeah. because it's an evolutionary adaptation, right? Mm -hmm. Of fear, fight or flight. Yeah. So you must have to prove to your nervous system, just like you do with training adaptation, anything else that, Hey, you can do this and you're still alive. Yeah. You do it again. You have more confidence. You do it again. And then next thing you know, your nervous system can shift that peripheral uh, response into being excited rather yeah. than nervous. Yeah. It's totally. just reps. It's just proving it. It is. Yeah. And I love this conversation because we were, 
we were, when we were talking, you're like, you know, I don't talk about business a whole lot. Most mm-hmm. interviews are this and that. And we're hardly even talking about business. Everything yeah, yeah, is yeah, mindset. Everything's still mindset. Everything yeah. that, that contributes to any success, whether it's with your fitness journey, business, whatever. That's why we like marry the two so often yeah. because really everything is everything. It is. It is. And I mean, there's, there's no pathway either. Like I can't yeah. teach you what I did. Yeah. No one can teach you exactly what to do. At least, you know, we can give blueprints, we can help, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's just you showing up. Yeah. Showing up. Yeah. I do want to talk a little bit about business though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I feel like your business is so unique mm-hmm. and there's people know online coaching and they know what they do. And I know you do do some of that, mm-hmm. but you have, um, partnerships with other brands. I know you have an app, you have so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of tell us like who you serve and what those are and maybe like what you enjoy doing the most. And I'm most curious, like why all of these and what made you take the Desby route? Or you're just yeah. like, you know, I'm going to do it all this way. Yeah. I think that, you know, first off, who do I serve? Honestly, I serve whoever wants to be served. I don't, I don't cater to someone. I don't say, Oh, I'm catering to the 20 to 35 year old population who works from home and maybe like Starbucks too much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Like if you, if you are open hearted and willing to be served, in some way, shape or form, mentally, physically, both, like I will serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I serve the people with an open mind and an open heart looking to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, typically though, if we're going to speak, yes, I serve mostly women, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what, what separates my business is my beginning morals and values. I knew going into what I do, there's a lot of people that do it incorrectly or unprofessionally. And again, that all comes down to your also personal opinion on what that is. Um, and you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. That's completely fine. So when I started my business, I knew, okay, I'm coming out of here with a four-year degree in exercise physiology. Um, I've been through EMT school. I've had, you know, rapport built with one-on-one coaching and in-person training. And now I have an ACSM CPT. So how am I now going to bridge that into my business qualifying other professionals to work with me. That's why I reached out to first to my registered dietitian. I knew I Mm -hmm. wanted to have another qualified person on staff that could cater and serve my audience in a different way that I could. And to be honest, is better than me in Mm -hmm. a different way in schooling. Um, From there, I just recently hired on another registered dietitian. Um, She actually specializes with inpatient eating disordered and disordered tendencies and addictions. Mm -hmm. So now she's coming in in a whole different sector, able to cater to a whole different demographic. I hired another coach who she's actually an MS in physiology. She also is an IFBB bikini pro, which is also my like first other like pro coach, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also going to school and finishing up becoming a registered dietitian. So I knew from the beginning that I wanted to keep a scope in my business of highly qualified professionals, yeah. um, that have everything you would need to walk into a legit gym or corporate facility and say, Hey, I need a job. And they'd go, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. resume looks great. Come aboard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of quality I wanted to keep in my coaching sector. So from there, as I continued, I kind of realized my forte is serving mass amounts of people. Like I love to serve the groups. I love to do that. Um, so hosting challenges, running my app, um, sharing products that I use and wholeheartedly believe in. That's how I like to serve. Mm -hmm. The one-on-one coaching is great. I keep a very small roster. I have maybe 30 clients at a time. I open maybe once a year. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And most of the people that get those spots are going to be the girls from my challenges. You know, if you're already, if you're already investing in my programs and you deserve to be able to invest in our one-on-one totally. coaching. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I took the route I did is because I know that my target and what I want to do is impacting um, wider yeah. and deeper yep. um, instead of just doing the one-on-one coaching where, you know, you can't, you just can't physically have that many people at one time under that. So I think growing my app in those kind of community challenges, first and foremost at the front line was kind of my niche. And I felt that from a very early time. Totally. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And it's cool how you've been very true to like what you want within mm-hmm. your business. You haven't just followed some sort of path that you saw all the, all the gurus saying, mm-hmm. this is the only way to do it. Right. right. And something that I want to ask you that I think is uh, really cool. And I respect a ton is how you're very open about your faith mm-hmm. um, within your brand. It's you, you don't hide it. You're very upfront. Yeah. Like, Hey, I do love God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very much part of who I am. Has that always been a case within your brand? And how do you feel like that that has helped you really further connect with people in your audience? Yeah, actually, since I started growing my Instagram was when I became like baptized. Um, so I started my Instagram, well, like really sharing that November of 2017 that I referenced June, 2018, I got baptized. So that first full year where I grew my account in 2017, I went from like 5,000 to 49,000. That was Mm -hmm. that year growth. Um, and throughout that whole time, I would always share my sermons. I share my daily devotionals. I do this, I do that. As I evolved, um, there came a point where I, I never at once like strayed away from faith, just not sharing it as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just to be on a very nice teeter that I feel to stay professional, stay opinionated, but also respect all people. Because, you know, at the end of the day, yes, I want to lead people to the kingdom. But if that's not the kingdom you believe in, I'm also going to completely respect that. And I'm going to love you for it no matter what. Totally. Um, so I think that finding that nice fine line for me to not be too pushy, um, and never come across that way, but be very open and blunt is special for me. Um, now that's why the past six months though have been kind of difficult for me because ever since I was, you know, in high school, I, I mean, I cuss like a sailor. I really <laughs> do. And and I, and I, that's completely fine with me because I've really come to form instead of religion, it's relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get tied in, in this misconstructed thought process of what religion is and what you need to do in order for God to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where it's kind of just been hard lately to uh, at least hope under people, st- people understand, um, not that I've gotten any negativity towards it, but it's like, Hey, I can love God and I can still, you know, say that today was fucking shitty and, right. and I'm not going to be <laughs> demmed to the depths of hell. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at now. I'm still very open. If you ask me what I believe in, I will gladly tell you. And I still share, I still share devotions and verses and people know I'm religious. Um, but they also know that I'm very much live with my own religion mm. in relationship. Yeah. I love that. And that's just more of being who you are. And Jordan says this on the podcast all the time. Our listeners are probably tired of hearing it, <laughs> but in order to allow people to love you, you have to allow them to hate you. Yeah. So it's just, mm-hmm. Hey, as I, as I learn and change and grow, you're going to be there along for the ride. Some of you, I may outgrow some of you, I may grow closer to, and and that's just how life works. So that's how social media works. Mm So, you know, those are the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've done such a good job of over the years is blending that mix of personality marketing with high value education backed research and you've been able to kind of put your own unique twist on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, when you're talking about form videos, you're being Des B. Mm-hmm. You're not being anybody else. You're not being, you know, this PhD over here speaking yeah. only in these layman terms. I'm telling you to straddle your boyfriend on a bench, <laughs> straddle the bench like you would your husband on a bat. And I, like, you know, that's, how, that's just how I talk. And yeah. it, it just, it is regurgitated very, very um, nice and 
to where people can just have fun with it and still yeah. learn from it. Yeah, that totally. makes sense. Yeah, no, and you do such a great job at it. And, and people, you know, you've heard this a million times. Our audience has heard it a million times that people don't necessarily buy coaching; they buy coaches. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you've been able to kind of blend the two, I think, is really unique and allowed you to separate. Um, I think a lot of coaches struggle, especially early on when they're trying to build maybe a social media presence and finding that voice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they'll find themselves talking similar to other people. And that's almost maybe necessary. Mm -hmm. Like at what point did you just feel like you came into your own and you really found that true authentic voice of like Des B? Yeah, I think that I truly have had it since the beginning. Mm -hmm. I can't say I've really found a, a place where I needed to ever mimic. I mean, even like in elementary school, I, I did speeches to be a vice president. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I loved always talking, being in front of a camera, um, just being my own voice. If, there, if there's one thing I could have done and probably did in my past life, it was be a news anchor or like mm. e-news or <laughs> something. See that, it's, just, totally. it's, just my, it's just my thing. I love to report, if you want to uh -huh. call it that. Um, so I think that finding the voice was easy for me only because I've just done it my whole life. I've, I've yeah. found that now for someone who doesn't have it, I think it just comes down to also like having the confidence that you're speaking to millions. Even if you don't, you mm -hmm. might have only a, a thousand people following you right now. Act like that's 10,000 act like that's a hundred thousand act like that's a million. Um, d you know, step away from the analytics easier said than done. I've definitely been better at it the past six to eight months, but step away from that. Don't worry about the numbers that you're reaching, but how are you reaching them? Yeah. Cause if you're not giving yes. them, if you're not giving them the value, like you're reaching 100,000, even if you're only reaching 10 there, it's going to feel that way. So I think the more that you can almost up your ante and act like you're serving more people than you are, the more those people that are being served are going to feel served because they're like, holy shit, she really she cares. Shows up. She yeah. really is showing up today. Yeah. Um, instead of hiding and feeling almost scared, no one knows how many people are viewing your story. Right. No, you know, no one right. knows how many people are seeing your post. Um, so the more that you can just act like, hell yeah, dude, I got 900,000 people watching my story today. What's up? Yeah. How you guys yeah. doing? Totally. The, the more that people will also be drawn to continue to watch your stories yeah. because it's exciting. Well, that's really great advice. But also I think one other reason that you've been, you and I have such similar stories with, I, I started Instagram and my fitness account because I didn't know a single other person who was into fitness. Yeah. I was fucking lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. I was like, I need connection and I need friends. Yeah. And I think when you lead that way, rather than I want to make something mm -hmm. out of this and I'm going to become Instagram famous or I'm going to start a business or yeah. you're so focused on the end goal, you get really clouded because that's if that's the end goal, it's never going to happen no. fast enough and mm -hmm. it's not going to feel good and you're going to be very focused on the wrong things. But if you can show up every day, like I'm just here to share like I would a best friend. Yeah. Some of the best advice I've ever gotten when writing emails to your email list, open your your whatever it is it's not in a web browser um your, your email yeah open I, your, I guess open I can, your, your email whatever your preferred email <laughs> platform <laughs> open is. your anyway, email <laughs> whatever it is yeah. i was thinking of like active campaigns and i couldn't think of what like, the platform is called but anyway um open it up and like you're typing an email to your mm -hmm. best friend like let me yeah. share this with you right. and that's i think that's how you led and how you started and you don't ever like lose your voice when you really lead in that way and you love the process mm -hmm. you love sharing so for anyone who's feeling like, oh, you know, I just, I couldn't do that. I don't have that. Take a step back yeah. and, and just treat it like you would anything else. Mm. And really coming from a place of sharing, really coming from a place of connection and doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I see some people on the explore page sometimes when I'm actually on there and I'll see these people write these beautiful captions and I, even just reading their post one time, I, I feel so involved and I'm like, wow, that's so yeah. beautiful. And I look at their account, they have like a thousand people mm -hmm. yeah. and I'm like, wow, like they're, whoever is following them, they're getting so much out of this. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, if there's one goal I always have when someone comes to my page, I want people to walk away and go, you know what? She deserves a hell of a lot more. 
Mm, that's that. that's the goal so how are you listening going to create that content that people come to your page and go damn she does he deserves a hell of a lot more she deserves a hell of a lot more wow that post should have went viral wow i wish more people saw that i'm going to share that to my story mm -hmm. I, um, that, yeah. I think that that's a powerful way to think about it because i'd rather people come to my page and go holy shit she deserves so much more recognition they come to my page and go why the fuck is she famous <laughs> yeah you know what i mean why yeah. why is that workout viral she's shaking right. her ass with a protein shaker <laughs> totally. you know what i mean like yeah. i'd rather them walk away and go wow that that's some phenomenal shit mm -hmm. i'm gonna come back and yeah. revisit because you're attracting a more uh, aligned more educated mm -hmm. consumer the kind of person that you would fuck with on a normal basis yeah, absolutely. yeah that's powerful and well, there's a quote that i love that i think really uh almost personifies how you show up and it's uh, i think it was grant cardone he says so much of what online business comes down to is raising your energy level mm -hmm. being passionate and you raise your energy level to a point to which people are attracted to you yeah people are attracted to passion and when they show up you invoice them. Mm -hmm. And so you've been able to do that because you come through with so much passion and authenticity. And so my question around that is like, do you, do you have like a switch that you can turn on there? Right? Like, are you, do you kind of show up? Like, is this how you act at dinner? Mm -hmm. Or is there almost like a, a, do you have that ability to be like, you know what? I fucking love what I'm doing. I'm going to turn it on every day, even when I don't feel like it. Yeah. I think for the most part, I literally wake up and I'm like, how the how am I literally doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I wake up, I get a text from Emily. Hey, like just got my payment for the month. Thanks. And it's like, how, how the fuck did I deserve to pay people thousands of dollars each month? Yeah. And, and I also make thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, how, how did I deserve the opportunity to wake up and, and employ my sister so she yeah. doesn't have to send her daughter to daycare? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how, how awesome is it to be in that, that, experience and that opportunity so whenever i get down on myself i i almost have to just tell myself to shut up because it's like you know what there's people out here allowing you to do that and mm -hmm. i actually went live the other night on my personal instagram which those people there just they fucking ride with me it's so dope they just they they're so fun on that account it's just a different vibe and i went live and i just i told them straight up it's like you know what i, I make a lot of money i said but you know what you pay for you pay for me to employ my sister mm -hmm. you pay for me to employ emily you pay for me to create a bomb ass app mm -hmm. you know you don't you don't fund my Gucci addiction right. or, you know, this and that, like you guys are allowing me to create better shit for you. And like, that's why I love what I do. Cause I'm able to take what I'm doing and level it up even more and more and more when people support it. So it's like, instead of giving y'all the bare ass minimum each time, um, just for you to keep coming back to where my profit technically increases, like, I'm not about that life. Like, how can I keep my profit lower so that you get my values higher to where one day you know it'll co it'll go the opposite way but yeah. that's kind of the value behind you know having the community and them you know they were literally commenting on my life like get them checks bitch <laughs> hell yeah get them zeros I get them that. coins i'm like exactly i'm like i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you and tell you guys i don't earn money from right. you buying my programs or yeah. using my codes but this is what you allow me to do like i get to do this for you i get to sit at home and create bomb ass content for you to learn because you're supporting me that's yeah. amazing and such a big takeaway there if you missed it operate from a place of gratitude mm -hmm. we were in the process of taking all of our ifca curriculum and like putting it into a kajabi course and like making it all nice oh, and organized beautiful. and stuff and we're like really particular about the order yeah. because if whatever you start with, people are going to get really hung up on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're starting with mindset. We're starting with grat. Like I do my gratitudes every morning. Absolutely. We're starting with Affirmation like statements. how to actually <clears throat> operate from this yeah. place. Because if you don't learn those kind of things, it doesn't matter what success you have. You're not going to be happy mm -hmm. if you do yeah. have it. Yeah. yeah. And even if you don't, even if you're someone right now who's out there and you started this job and maybe you realize, shit, I'm in the wrong spot. 
it's, you can fix it. You mm-hmm. can fix it. You just have to start right away because the yes. more you lead with those wrong intentions, um, the more you get hung up on, on what's coming into your bank account instead of maybe what's coming out of your heart and what mm-hmm. those people are getting. That's when, that's when you're going to, you know, mess up and you're going to start evaluating the wrong things and picking yourself apart for the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. Such a shift I think comes from when, when we realize, look, business is beautiful because it's not a zero sum game. Mm-mm. Just because Desby's winning doesn't mean somebody else is losing. Yeah. Doesn't mean the customer's losing. As a matter of fact, in today's world with the access to technology and reach and capabilities we have, you're literally providing a multiplier of what you're receiving yeah. without a doubt. And, yeah. and that's a beautiful thing to realize. And it, it comes from operating from this place of abundance is what mm-hmm. it comes down to. So maybe if you don't mind me asking you that question, like, have you always been, I know you've been competitive, yeah. right? You've got a deep competitive drive to mm-hmm. you, but have you always also been able to, uh, to, um, almost, con- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like align that also with an abundant mindset, whereas you don't get tripped up, right? Yeah, that's no, I haven't always been that way. I've always been very competitive. And when I didn't win it, it's not okay. Like, uh, For sure. Even when I go to top golf now, if it, if I'm not having a good day, you don't want to golf with me. Yeah. I am a bitch. Aaron's the same way. She'll, yeah. I'm like, no, it can't. I, I'm not competitive. I just don't, I just don't like being bad at things. Yes. yes. Okay. So, there, there we go. Yeah. There go. I'm not, I'm like, you can win. You can do great. You can beat me. I just don't want to be bad. I feel you. <laughs> so I think that like really essentially that's why at the beginning of my Instagram, my everything, it was all about me and every, every season serves a purpose. So I'm glad that it was that way for that purpose, right? Whatever, not regretting anything, but it was very me, 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 me. I want to be featured. I want to be shouted out. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it wasn't until I started hiring employees where again, I realized, Hey, I'm going to bring on people that are uh, better than me, Mm -hmm. a little more qualified, a little more educated. Um, and I'm going to have to be okay with being second place, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So I think that starting to realize that I can bring on other people to my team and still win, right? Like I can Mm -hmm. still make good money by paying other people. Um, Or I can shout out other small businesses and still win myself. Mm -hmm. That that was hard for me. It really was. And it it wasn't, it was just from a place of feeling like, well, if I start shouting these other people out, no one else is going to want to buy from me anymore. Mm -hmm. When it's like, who's not to say that they don't come to Susie's page. I probably shouldn't use that name, I guess. You know, (laughs) I didn't mean real Susie, but say they're going to shout out. Sue. I know what up. (laughs) Say they're going to Susie's page and they buy her program two two weeks later, they might turn around and they buy mine too. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that our cross promotion of each other, whoever that might be, won't reflect in a positive way for us both. You know, Um, you're leading them to someone else. Maybe you believe in, and they're, leading their people to someone else that they believe in. So the abundance mindset hasn't always been there, but recently I've really been able to shift to realize, you know what, there's, there's plenty enough coin to go around. And if you think of how many people are entrepreneurs nowadays, yeah, how many people are making a living off of social media, it's insane. So mm-hmm. yes, customers are everywhere, but again, how can you tap into them deeper and really foster and create relationships with them um, instead of just that surface level bullshit yep. that is is very quick and fading yep and i think you kind of grow into that and learn that abundance is a thing once you realize how much power is in collaboration yeah like even just having you here and like really tapping into your mindset learning so much about you 
I'll, I'll send everyone to you because I'm like, man, I, I got so much value right. from her. Like, go learn what I just learned. Yeah. And like you just said, some people will resonate with you. Some people resonate with another person mm-hmm. and that cross pollination, like just what you get in those in those conversations, because right. not many people are like doing exactly what we're doing. Yeah. So yeah. it's re- like you have to grab those people and hang on to them because yeah. you're going to get more value out of it than you are going to get like customers who might go to them. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah and having the having the people that also like uplift you and want to be in your circle while also promoting your circle, mm-hmm. um, even if it's against the grain or they, they do the same thing you do. It's like, right. cool. Well, guess what? We still serve different. Yeah. So it's, yeah. there's so much power still in being just being team players. Totally. Yeah, totally. Truly. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is good. I'm so excited. This yeah. is a nice segue to the last thing I want to talk about that you're starting a podcast. Yes. Especially after this conversation. Like I really <laughs> haven't got to know you that well until this conversation. Yeah. And I would agree. I mean, very surface level, not even yeah. in a negative way, but we've, we've exchanged words, but yeah. for sure. Never really to sit down and like chat and just yeah. hang. You, dude, you just have so much wisdom, so yes. much, like so much to share. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be a dedicated listener now. <laughs> yes. um, well, and conviction and communication ability. Yeah. And that's pretty important. Like yeah, you've got to absolutely. be able to communicate your message absolutely. and you're, you're a great communicator, which obviously overlays really great on this platform. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Um, so just talk about that a little bit, like the name of the podcast, yeah. kind of why, you know, what, why, yeah. what's the mission and purpose behind it? Yeah. So I, you know, I've been dabbling in YouTube for like years now. Um, just recently kind of try to like amp it up a little bit. Don't get me wrong. It's great. Um, I love the fostering relationships you can create with YouTubers. Like I have a few, few people on there. I watch every fucking video I can. Mm-hmm. I will, I will go in their archives and rewatch their old videos. Mm-hmm. So the power of the relationship you can build through things like IGTV, um, IG stories, totally. YouTube. Great. Um, once I started realizing though the past, you know, really couple years I've wanted to do this podcast, but I just know my strength is my voice. Like I, I know I communicate well, I mm-hmm. know I'm very articulate and I know that things just come out very, very naturally. Like I don't, I don't have to have a script. I don't have to, you know, it just flows. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, why would I not use that strength a little bit more actively on a platform where people are literally there to listen? Mm. Who's going to watch a 40 to 60 minute right. YouTube video? <laughs> baby, baby, that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So I've realized, you know, who's going to sit and hang out with me on a Sunday morning while they might be hung over a shit <laughs> or they might yep. just be brunching. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the thought process behind my podcast. I created um, a brunch with Desby event. And as I hosted that, um, the point of it was to kind of segue out of fitness and just have a, a girl, t- girl day. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just have like this weird, like bachelorette bridal party vibe, show up in your Sunday best. Let's have some brunch. Let's pop some bottles, <laughs> um, and just hang out. And as I thought that I was like, you know what? It feels right. I'm about to turn 25. It releases the day before my birthday. So it's kind of my birthday gift to myself is to finally do this thing I've been waiting to do. So it's called brunch with Desby. So essentially my brunch with Desby events will then be live podcast recordings, kind of Q and A's, just kind of shooting the shit, um, whatever it is. But throughout this podcast, what you're going to get, sure. Education, sure. Value, sure. Content. But what you're going to get is just authentic, um, authentic and real conversations, Mm -hmm. um, that maybe you don't hear about a lot, Mm -hmm. um, but maybe are something that you want to hear about, you know? And so I think that it's just going to be a really great opportunity for targeted at women to just sit, grab yourself a cup of coffee, grab a bloody Mary if you need it and 
like let's just get brunched mm-hmm. it's kind of the idea behind it i, dig I it. love it yeah. you're you're so intentional like you're such a good marketer in terms of this all just works and works with my life and <laughs> this is like you, you're just such a deep thinker and intentional about everything we've talked about it yeah no that. i'm i'm really excited about it i've i've never been like super excited about anything in a while just because everything is so it's constant right i'm constantly mm-hmm. doing this constant love it great but to do something new that's like something i've really wanted to do like even just being here having this mic like next to me I'm like oh Fun, man huh? like, i can't yeah. wait to just yeah. to chat just talk 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 <laughs> yeah so one of the greatest compliments that aaron and i could ever receive or almost the, the fulfilling uh measure of impact is when mm-hmm. somebody comes up and says you know listening to your podcast exposed me to a way of thinking, mm-hmm. which literally changed the trajectory of, our, of my life Absolutely. because that's what happened to me. Yeah. You yeah. know, you get some sound waves, you're a fly on the wall in a conversation. You're like, who the fuck talks like this? Yeah. I need more of this. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think it'll be a really great opportunity to like blend with, you know, having guests on, having that fun conversation, maybe not being so riveting and crazy, but a chance for my audience to learn people. You know, I plan on having some of my followers come on, mm-hmm. um, again, like small businesses, like how can I continue to add value to people out there? Cause I think everyone, everyone should d- have the opportunity to do what they love for their life. And some people that is working, right. That is being a nurse, that's being a doctor. But for some people it's selling cute ass signs that you put in your house mm-hmm. or it's selling this or doing that or whatever it is, or, you know, fighting through, any type of chronic disease, you know, et cetera. I just want to be able to use my platform to help other people have a platform. So, Love that. So yeah. cool. Well, do we want to wrap up with anything that Des yeah. wants to talk about? Yeah. Why don't there? you uh, share with us, uh, you know, anything that you're working on currently, anything yeah. that you want to kind of let our audience know that that might value them. And then we'll be sure to link details of that in the Absolutely. show notes too. Yeah. Well, today is March 11th. Um, my six weeks to shreds 2.0 challenge, which is really our biggest challenge of the year opens for enrollment on March 15th. Um, pretty excited about that. We have, you know, like I mentioned our, you know, total of three new coaches that are all going to be a part of it. So we're, you know, you have four qualified, educated college graduate professionals helping you along in this six week program, which is dope. Um, app access, all the goods, obviously you can find more on my Instagram, on DBFT, Instagram, whatever you want to do. But I think the biggest thing I'm excited for is yes, the podcast, but also my monthly subscription that's coming out soon for my app. So that's going to be an opportunity to get a monthly, if you want to call it a newsletter, you know, you're going to get a meal plan from registered dietitian. You're going to get educational tips, form tips, what's next, special discounts and promotions for being a part of the community and more on top of bi-weekly workouts. Um, because let's be honest, weekly workouts, different weekly workouts ain't going to do shit for you. <laughs> so we're doing it bi-weekly to keep it fun, keep it fresh, but also keep it educated and valued. Um, so I'm just really excited for all the things to come. Uh, you know, life's going to continue to throw some curveballs, And I think that y'all are really going to want to be along for the ride for these ones. Right on. Yeah, you are. Last question. What's the release date for the podcast again? April the 5th. April 5th. Yeah. April the 5th. Cause mm-hmm. I turned 25 on April the 6th hey. and I'm going to Jamaica. Right on. Yeah. Nice, hey. nice. Nice. All inclusive, awesome. all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Just the me, best. just me and my mom. We're right going on. out, going That's at it. Right. That's cool. Well, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, no, can't wait for, guys. Uh, can't wait for everybody to hear this. And yeah, uh, yeah. I can't wait to share it. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Even for my audience. I don't think I've ever really been able to open up in more of a, that mindset. Cause I mm-hmm. think that's 99% of what we talked about yeah. more of the mindset around a business and just being a an influencer in general. So I'm excited to share. Thanks for asking. Cool. Thanks, Des. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. All right, you guys. As you saw, we wrapped up the podcast. You know, honestly, one of my favorite podcasts to date that I have been a 
feature on a guest star on, so to speak. It was just one of the first times I really sat down with the person actually face to face instead of like a Zoom or Skype and really just got into a really nice conversation. Um, again, I hope you guys learned a little bit more, not about not only about me, but just my community and how much honestly you guys mean to me and how much, especially during this quarantine, I've realized you matter so much and not, not that I didn't before, um, but just, you know, really, really thanking you guys for being a part of my community at this time and especially inviting me into the podcast world. This is a new realm for me. This is new for me. I'm, I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to continue to get better at it, but I'm glad to have you guys here. So again, if you haven't already, if you could please give me a five-star review and even leave a little review, you know, baddest bitch on the planet, love this podcast. What a fun Sunday podcast gets me through the week podcast. Can't wait till next Sunday podcast. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know your thoughts. And of course, catch me Sunday for a new episode. And from here on out, we will have regular Sunday episodes. I hope you guys have enjoyed this first week of launch. Let me know. Hit me up with a DM. Hit me up with an email and I'll chat with you guys soon.